0: A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines, juicy rich food and pure choice wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face. The reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth, for the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Behold our God, to whom we look to save us. This is the Lord from whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us. For the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, I know how to live in humble circumstances. I also know how to live with abundance. In every circumstance and in all things, I have learned the secret of being well fed and of going hungry of living in abundance and being in need. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Still, it was kind of you to share in my distress. My God will fully supply whatever you need in accordance with his glorious Richards in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father, glory forever and ever, amen. The word of the Lord.
1: The Lord be with you. And a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Praise Jesus, again in reply, spoke to the chief priests and the elders of the people in parables saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, good and bad alike, and the hall was filled with guests. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus One of the uh, attributes of the modern world is the Yelp review, Y E L P. And we, we use the Yelp reviews to, to find out, especially if we're in a foreign city or uh, not a foreign city necessarily, but a city we've never been to, what people are saying about restaurants and Places to go now. There's Yelp reviews for everything. I think there's even Yelp reviews for church, um, but the Yelp reviews for restaurants I always find fascinating because we share exactly what we think about our restaurants that we go to. Right? We love to share about our restaurants. We tell people when we found the restaurant. We tell people how good the restaurant is. There's a whole industry besides Yelp of Restaurant reviews and the best pizzas in Connecticut, Roselands and Derby the best just so you know the um, the best the best hamburger, the best steak the best whatever whatever you know I had uh, a parishioners just come back from Rome, and I of course because I lived in Rome for two years, I had to write down exactly which restaurant to go to and what to order at that restaurant uh, because you know, that's, that's what you do. We're very good about that, right? We're very good about sharing restaurants with one another. Theater reviews, movie reviews, television show reviews. We're good on all of those different levels, right? On all of those different levels, we do that. We don't even think twice that we do that, right? We don't think twice. And it's, it's part of conversation. It's part of who we are and what we are and part of that, that gift of of sharing with other people. But the one area we don't share is what we're doing now. This beautiful banquet, this beautiful sacrificial banquet that is prepared for us by God, offering the gift of his only son. We don't share about that. We don't tell people the miracle that takes place each and every time we celebrate the Holy Mass, that the bread and the wine becomes the body and blood of Christ. And that transforming element of the Eucharist transforms our hearts, our minds, our souls, our lives. And we keep that to ourselves. We're trained, I suppose, in the um, ways of the world that, that politics and religion are not proper discussion subjects, right? And we don't want to bring up religion. We don't want to seem preachy, right? We don't want to seem like holy rollers or fanatics. What's fanatical about saying, I went to church. I met Jesus. He changed my life. What's fanatical about? You know, I think we've let the world define Jesus for us. Right? Jesus is a great teacher. He's a great prophet, you'll hear. You know? What a wonderful guy he was. Just like Buddha. Just like other religious leaders of all across history. But that's not who Jesus says he is. Jesus says he's the son of God. The second person of the Blessed Trinity. C.S. Lewis, the great uh, 20th century Anglican writer, said, we only have three choices when it comes to Jesus. Either Jesus is a liar, or Jesus is a terribly sick man, or he's exactly who he says he is. You can't say he's a great teacher, because then he would be lying about being the Son of God. You can't say, oh, he's a great moral leader, because he would be lying about the other things. He's the Son of God, who left us this gift of the Eucharist that we get to celebrate each and every time we we celebrate the Holy Mass. And we should tell people about it. We should. We should tell people about it. We should remind people about it. We should invite people to join us. We should let people see what it is that, that, that gives us hope, that gives us strength. I had the school mass yesterday. Uh, we have a mass every Friday. The, the school children come to mass every Friday at 9 o'clock here at St. Rita's um, from across the street. And uh, they're wonderful, especially the little ones. The little ones are earnest and and they want to, they have an answer and they know everything, which is great. But I asked them what is it that happens? What is it that happens here when we celebrate Mass? And the hand shot up, and even the littlest ones. The Eucharist. Jesus is present among us. Now, if you want to really be really profoundly theological with that, the Son of the living God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, the one through whom all things were made, is present among us in the most common, ordinary species of bread and wine. And I asked them, well, why do we do this? Who told us to do this? And they said, Jesus. And when did he tell us to do this? The Last Supper. The Last Supper. Do this in memory of me. Now, I've used this example before, and it gets me in trouble. I will will preface it by saying it gets me in trouble, because sometimes people don't understand the point I'm trying to make. You could be a thief. You could be a thief and still be a Catholic. We're not going to name you treasurer of the men's club. But you could be a thief and still be a Catholic. You could be a liar, a sinner. You could be a person who who struggles with anger and, and difficulties and challenges and still be a Catholic. But the moment we stop being Catholic is the moment we walk away from the Eucharist and decide that that's not Jesus, that's not Christ. little over 500 years ago, great swathes of Europe walked away from the church because they didn't believe in the Eucharist. And we who are left here in the church have to hold on to the Eucharist and tell other people about the Eucharist. There are churches around this area, non Catholic churches around this area, filled with men and women who were baptized in Catholic churches who walked away from the Eucharist because they didn't know. They weren't told, they weren't reminded. They weren't preached to because someone was afraid to be thought of as a holy roller or a fanatic. And the night he was betrayed, he took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body given up for you. In the same way, he took the chalice filled with wine. This is the chalice of salvation. And then at the end of both of those phrases, he said, do this in remembrance of me. And here we are, doing it in remembrance of him. Let's tell someone. Let's tell someone. Let's make it our business this week to tell someone what Jesus has done for us, what God has done for us, what God continues to do for us. There is nothing that moves my heart more than little kids who come up for a blessing for communion and wanting to receive communion because they know it's special and wonderful. There's nothing that moves my heart more than bringing communion to elderly people, sometimes people who may not be completely compassed, but know that it's the body and blood of Christ that they're receiving. There's nothing that moves my heart more than standing as a priest in persona Christi, saying the words of the Last Supper and bringing, making the bread and wine through Christ, present to us as the body and blood of Christ. A banquet is prepared. Let's invite people to join us.